0: Down Now we do. Baby So, <laughs> what's Bruce Lee's favorite drink? Do you know?
1: I don't know. What the?
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. In person pod today with me and Sad. What's up, Sad?
1: What's going on, man? It's been a minute.
0: I know. I um you hit me up on Monday and we had some exciting games Monday night uh, that we wanted to talk about. And I think we gotta gotta Hold start. on, man.
1: First what? off, first off, it was what your thirtieth birthday? Thirty <laughs> first?
0: thirtieth, uh, thirtieth.
1: Damn the big three <laughs> oh. So so happy birthday,
0: bro. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving and a good birthday. Got to let the listeners know, man. Come on. Thanks, dude. No, it was funny because I uh, I, was, I forgot where I was the other day. I think it was just at like the gym, and they were uh, just talking to like one someone there, and they're like, "Oh, like in terms of like measurements or like just like goals and stuff." And they're like, "Oh, like how old are you now?" And I was like I'm about to say twenty nine, and I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I can't say 29 Dang. anymore. And so I was like, "I got to start with the three now. It's the big 30. Hey
1: <laughs> Man, well, I'm only I'm only six months. Behind you, so <laughs> um, I'm uh, low key. You know, they talk about NBA players like once they hit 30. Like, I'm not saying I'm an NBA player, but I'm like, I, I, I live by that same, you know what I mean, standard. black after 30, things kind of like.
0: I mean, hopefully, we age like Braun. <laughs> yo,
1: that, hope,
0: cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> No, but thanks, dude. Uh, it was, it was a great weekend. It always falls like during Thanksgiving. So it's good to go and like get to see people from home, fam, everyone. So it was a great weekend. Um, but then yeah, we got back, had games on Monday and you were up late Monday. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you, we have to hit on the recent resurgence of the Nets. Um, including that game on Monday, KD was just masterful. Like, how'd you enjoy that game, bro?
1: It, see, the, the thing that this team needs, man, is is just continuity and opportunities to build chemistry. And you're seeing that now come into place. It's been it's been some time. I think like a week or two since Kyrie has been back. Ben has been playing at the level that we know that he's capable of, and KD's just been straight balling. And then you have great efforts from Utah Watanabe, you know, other guys stepping up, Joe Harris finding his groove, Seth Curry cooking, not like his brother, but still, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, you know, you got Clax, Royce O'Neal all starting to like, things are starting to gel, bro. And, And I think, you know, beating teams like the Orlando Magic, who are very good, within their own right and not like a top 10 maybe a playing team this year but you know they're they're a young team with good with good players right I saw Royce O'Neal literally like you know shuffling his feet guarding uh Apollo Benchero and it's like things like that you just like to see bro and then obviously man Kevin Durant you know who I am, bro.
0: <laughs> you know who I am.
1: <laughs> you know who I am. And, dude, the, the thing about that game is that it came down to the wire, too. It, like, it was a pretty close game up until the last minute, I would say. And it was just a really great effort, a really, you know, uh, good win. And I think the vibes are good in Brooklyn right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, much better. I, I So, I know you talked about that defensive effort and, like, just the energy, the vibes, the hustle. How much of, you of that are you going to say it's just due to Nash not being there and Jacques Juan? Dude, uh, I would say Jacques Juan has definitely been a positive influence on
1: the team. He, you know, because he's like homegrown in the sense, the Nets players have a level of familiarity with him, you know, um, and, and they trust that he is going to put them in the best positions. and And I feel like they're really buying in to his philosophy which is great to see um i'm not saying that steve nash didn't have or you know was a cancer to the team or anything like that and that wasn't the case steve nash even as a player like he's one of my favorite players he just never had that like like he was a leader but like you know what i mean to really bring a group of guys together in a way and all buy into something that it's not as like I also felt like his offensive system was a little bit too free flowing. Like there, you know, you have two great offensive talents, which is phenomenal, and they can kind of get their own bucket. But you need to still have some sort of system in place. And I didn't (laughs) feel like it can't just be give
0: give the ball to Kyrie, give the ball to K KD. Right. Just like let them go ISO. Or when Harden was there, like just give the ball to one of them and let them do their thing. Like you actually have to make it easier for them. I think that's what we saw in that that piece. I think from the story with Bleacher Report. We talked about the quotes that KD gave about his teammates and like that's really what got picked up. But I think really the the other part of that story was he was talking about how like he wasn't feeling challenged in practice with Nash mm. and he needed like that challenge. He's like, "Yo, we got to practice closeouts. Like we got to practice these things." And only if we do that, like, can we actually, like, get those reps for, like, the actual game. Right. And I think that's what maybe Jaco He he said in the piece, too. He's like, we do that now with Jaco We weren't doing that before. And I think that's, that's you know, the Nets just needed a change there. And maybe this is why KD, even in the summer, was like, hey, I think we got to change the coach. Right. Even though he picked his coach with Nash.
1: <laughs> I mean, that probably has a little more to do with my man Kyrie. <laughs> He's like, oh, we don't have a coach. We, I'm the coach. K- Katie's the coach. Like, no, man, you need some sort of in- infrastructure there. You need some s- sort of discipline. And and I think now the other thing with Nash was he was dealing with a lot. And even Jacques Vaughn, entered, like walking into this job, Walked into a Kyrie situation.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Kyrie was still not back, right? Yeah. Right.
1: And and dude, it's not talked about enough. But that situation, on top of everything else, for things to be going well, isn't a ac- for for the vibes to be good, is an accomplishment within itself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Like bro the last 2 years have been an absolute whirlwind with this team
0: i mean yeah the, we talked like every all the stories with this team to even be like a functioning franchise at this point is like i think a major accomplishment that's
1: major testament to joe side not not you know fall into the whims of a player <laughs> which we've seen in the past and i'm all about player empowerment, bro, but at some point it gets, you know, like you cross the line. Like you can't as a player, I feel like maybe this is a controversial take, but as a player, I feel like if you sign a long-term extension, you can't be going into it like a year in and be like, y'all want to get out of here."
0: This is not even a year in. This is at the start of his extension. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Like he hadn't even started me. his like four-year extension
1: that's crazy to me, bro. Like, you know what you're signing up for. And there's there's other situations in the past where the line may or may not have, have crossed. I'm thinking, um, who am I thinking about? I forget. Oh, AD. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's
1: all those. <laughs> AD, bro. AD was what? He had two, three years left on his heel? When he asked for the trade originally? Yeah, Bro. I mean, it worked out for LeBron, so I was happy, Yeah. and that's why I didn't complain too much. But <laughs> obviously, with KD and it being the Nets, it's I'm gonna have a little more, you know,
0: like a reason to like complain or like feel feel some certain way about it. Hundred
1: percent, and 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 that's definitely my bias. But I just feel like generally, man, it, if it if it wasn't AD going to LeBron and it, him him just asking out like Fat Man James Harden. <laughs> Um, then i you know i probably would have been more vocal about it but i think it's again this all takes away from the larger point of the vibes are good in brooklyn right now i hope mercury stays in retrograde and all the chakras are good because that's really what we need right now
0: i mean i think i think with the nets really it comes down to how how long if before we have another incident with Kyrie, right i mean that's just unfortunately it's just that's just what it's been with him um it's a ticking time
1: Bob, yeah friend. we
0: think like we always say okay hopefully like Kyrie learned his lesson this time like you know he went through that that checklist that was put out that he had to get through <laughs> he like rep- uh, spoke with local leaders spoke with josai did his apologies and we're like all right this is it with Kyrie. i think that's always in the back burner with this team it's like how much longer before it's something else with Kyrie, right? Because we always think this is it. Like, can't get any worse than this. And that's that's one thing with the Nets. But you're right. I, what I did like, I, I was with that team. I mean, their starting lineup now is KD, uh, Royce O'Neal, Clax, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. Um, I mean, Simmons is hurt now. I saw that. Apparently, left knee soreness again. So, he's out for a couple games. Off the bench, you had Joe Harris. Seth Curry's back. He's, like, getting into a nice vibe. Um, Edmund Sumner, who <laughs> Katie talked about that day. Looks like Jacques Vaughn is really shortening the rotation. Like, Marquis Morris is out of the rotation now. Patty Mills didn't play that day. But, dude, I really like this. Cam Thomas is getting some playing time, right? No one's talking about it. Only 10 minutes. But I think he's maybe going to replace Patty Mills in the starting lineup. And I'm always, like, wondering, like, in the beginning of the year, like, yo, why, why is Cam Thomas not playing bad? I feel like this guy's a walking bucket. Comes off the bench, like, yo, if Kyrie's got to rest, like, KD's got to rest, this guy can put up points in a in a Bro, quick fashion.
1: He was killing it in Summer League. <laughs> he, he was literally yeah. taking people's soul in, in Summer League, man. Yeah. And and I think Patty Mills is, like, I'm not saying he's washed, but he's kind of washed. Yeah,
0: I mean, this dude's been in the league for a lot of years, and he is, like, in his mid-30s.
1: He's a smaller guard, like, in terms of defense, it doesn't, you know. You already have Kyrie on, on the court, and if you have Seth Curry on the court as well, that's a really, really small lineup, and and you're gonna face difficulties. And Patty Mills, I think, I mean, it, he he's pretty much like a, all right, all right. He he's an advocate and a good friend and a necessary piece for Ben's Simmons' Yeah, I mean, mental health. I think
0: that's why they really, yeah. They, we hear this all the time. Like he's always sitting by with Ben. He's like in his ear, like he's got that Aussie connection. And I think they it's really nice for Ben, but I do like the fact, I love that Cam Thomas is getting playtime now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cam Thomas is a walking bucket, bro. And, you know, the more time he spends in this league he, and on the nets getting buckets next to two of the greatest guys, ISO guys to get buckets, it's its going to be really good for him, bro. Th- there's a reason he wears number 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude
0: is a bucket. Uh, but yeah, dude So I mean, the vibes are pretty good in Brooklyn Your team, 11-11, and 11. all that noise I was just looking at the standings The 10th seed, only a game out of being in the 6th seed Everyone's bunched up at that lower half of the Eastern I think the East is basically Boston and Milwaukee Number 1 and number 2 Everyone else, I mean, it's, it's up for grabs, right? Like, with the Nets, if they continue building this I think they could be up there with, like, Cleveland, Atlanta, that tier They're only a game out of the 6th spot to be out of the play-in they just got to keep this up, but
1: dude, honestly, I think if we can get out of the plan,
0: I mean, even if we're in
1: the plan, I think if we're if we continue to build this chemistry, we won't have an issue getting out of the plan tournament.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Depending on who gets there,
1: right, right. But I think I think the goal for us right now should be to be a top five, top four team. If we could get home court advantage. I know I'm being wildly optimistic. But look at it, dude. Like, outside of Boston and Milwaukee, like, dude, Atlanta's underperforming. Philly is injured.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's kind of like uh, kind of come back to earth. Them Pacers, though. I mean, we'll talk about the Pacers in a little bit. (laughs) Well. You wanna just let's just do it. I mean let's let's end my history. Yeah
1: so so We'll end with saying the vibes are good in in Brooklyn. in Brooklyn and I'm going to the game on Sunday with our executive producer <laughs> yeah, Sandy and
0: and, and uh, against the Celtics, right? Against the
1: Celtics and this is the third year in the row in twenty twenty one I saw the Nets Celtics. Um in the playoffs, game three of that series, and then I went to 2022 Nets Celtics game three of that series, and it was very different vibes. And now I'm going into this year. This is a regular season game, but still Nets Celtics. So I've done that for three consecutive years now.
0: Yeah, dude. This uh, like it's a good measuring stick game. Like you know, after getting swept last year, and Tatum looks really good and. Let's see if uh, KD. Now it's like, is KD as good as Tatum? I think those conversations are peaking. But man,
1: <laughs> the 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 uh, sweep from last year still stings. I know it sits in in my heart at least, and I'm sure the hearts of many
0: other Nets fans. And the, and the Nets, I think that that sweep really did a number on the Nets. We saw how much turmoil there was this summer, <laughs> dude.
1: So so the fact that this game is where it is in the season you know we're like a quarter of the way through and this is a good measuring stick like you said if we get blown out you know that that's that means one thing but if we win or keep it close it it has entirely different implications you know if we can get in a win get a win on, on Sunday, that is a very, very important win. win. That like I would consider that our early season signature oh, win. For sure.
0: Yeah. Cause then then you know, okay, like, hey, we can we can play with the like the Boston and then whenever they play Milwaukee. I think that's like the, the gold standard in the East right now. Like Chris Middleton hasn't even come back and mm. Milwaukee is like doing this nice. He's apparently coming back this Friday. Mm.
1: Like dude I know the game against the Sixers which I also went to um, was embarrassing on, right for the embarrassing, embarrassing embarrassing like we didn't talk about that at <laughs> all <laughs> considering who was not on the court for the Sixers dude dude <laughs> the, but my only the, the only like therapy I could give myself was that like yo bro we're still figuring things out things are still like trust me I, yo shake Milton D. Anthony, Melton uh, Tobias. Tobias Harris literally cooked everybody <laughs>
0: Yo, even like Montrez, Paul Reed, Paul Reed was oh looking like <laughs> B-Ball Paul.
1: But but the one
0: thing I, how did we not
1: talk about this game? The fact that I went to this game, yeah, and I, we completely I skipped think we that. Just like
0: maybe the, the, it was so embarrassing for the Nets, <sighs> maybe he just needed to not talk.
1: About it. No, no, no. But from that point, that is a very important point because one, I feel like the boos were not as loud as I thought they were going to be. The or other thing, Simmons for Simmons. The other thing is, I thought Ben Simmons played pretty well that game. He played pretty well, bro. He, like... Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Simmons didn't... He, uh, he was doing that MJ shrug. He had, like, a couple nice dunks.
1: (laughs) I mean, everyone still got free Chick-fil-A, including (laughs) me, which has worked out phenomenally, but, but...
0: (laughs) of course it'd be Simmons who would be the one to miss the two free throws
1: yo it was so funny because Ned was they announced it at halftime like yo if any you know if anyone misses two straight free throws everyone gets Chick-fil-A and Ned didn't like my wife didn't really understand what was going on and she was like you know, Ben Simmons was at the line, and everyone started to go like even wilder than they normally would. And she's like, What's going on? And I'm like, Listen, if there was a player to miss two straight free throws and get us Chick fil A, it would be Ben Simmons. And then it literally happened. It was literally right after that moment. It was phenomenal. But. Aside from that, dude, I felt like he played a pretty good game, and I felt like even even though we lost, we kept it very very competitive up until like the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth. But again, you know, at that point, this was before Thanksgiving. Kyrie was still, you know, getting back into the. He series. had just
0: come back, like yeah, and and
1: you know, Ben Simmons was starting to string together. The first few good games,
0: from you know, he's been balling, bro. Like not balling, but like he's been playing well. Anyways, I mean with Simmons, you're just like hoping for anything, and he's giving you something now. Um, hundred percent. But yeah, the vibes are better in Brooklyn, but unfortunately for my Lakers, dude, that Yo, was the, uh, the opposite on Monday. So I mean, yeah, like I fell asleep Monday night, and I know you were up watching the game, but you know I wake up Tuesday. And I'm just like reading through your text and like, it looks like how oh, the Lakers should have won this game. You're like, you were texting like, you know, Lakers looking nice, like Russ is cooking. You're like, headband Russ is nice. Then the last text I just see is heartbreaking, man. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, we must have, uh, it must have not been, a, we must have lost. And you, whatever, it's, you lose games like Lakers have a losing record. Like I'm used to it. All right. I go watch the highlights of the game and dude, we're up 17 in the fourth. It's looking like we're going to win this game. Like, a nice home victory coming off, like, two road wins in San Antonio. Bron is back. Like, AD. Like, we're getting production out of Russ off the bench. Russ goes to the bench, you know. They, like, he gets a standing ovation. And then as soon as he goes to the bench, it just seems like the Lakers decided to, like, stop trying. Uh, they're up 17. And, you know, we you see this with, like, older players. Like, you know, a team with, like, Bron. And maybe, like, it's, like, a regular season game in November. Like seems like the, this one's in the bag. And they the, they just, the Pacers started coming back. Props to them. And especially the Pacers, what was more embarrassing was it was the second night of a back-to-back for the Pacers. Like, they played the night before. They played the Clippers, so they didn't have to travel anywhere. But still, they played the night before.
1: Or try really hard either.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the Pacers are a much younger team than the Lakers, so these guys can probably be better at back-to-backs and still do it. Mm-hmm. But, man, that was just embarrassing to you, the way we just let go. Um, and then that l- last shot, I mean, th- that happens, right? The Lakers are up two. Miles Turner misses a three. That rebound just comes right. Back, perfect bounce. But, man, what a pass by Halliburton. And I don't even know that guy's name uh, who made the game winner. I was forgot it his Duarte? name. Duarte? No, no. It was, like, their rookie that they drafted this year. Uh. He just nailed that three. Um, and we lost. But it's... It it shouldn't have even gotten to the buzzer beater. I think that's what was the worst part. Like, how did we blow a seventeen point lead? And it got to a like a last shot, and that's where it it really sucks, right? When you're seven and eleven, you're four games below five hundred. Right. Even if you're up seventeen in the fourth, you can't like let you can't let the um, go of the gas. Like you got to keep going till the game's over because you know the Pacers are young. They're gonna keep trying. Rick Carlisle's a great coach. Um, and the Lakers you know I think that's that's what sucks because we could have been eight and eleven a little bit creeping up closer to 500 now they're back at five games below 500 and their December schedule is brutal. Um, I mean they're going a long road trip and they're playing a lot of tough teams. you yeah. can't you can't miss out on wins like that.
1: man dude so like you said, I was up. You know, um I had to work late so I was, you know, watching the Brooklyn game and, you know, Katie was cooking. Literally I would like be be typing something and look away, you know, while the Nets are on defense. I literally look back, it's Kevin Durant scoring and I'm like, <laughs> yo, bro, this is lit. So after the game, um, you know, I'm finishing up my work, and then I see the Laker game on. It's like Lakers Pacers, Ben Matherin, oh yeah, LeBron's back, Ben like, Matherin, yo, like let's see. I was like, you know what? I, I'm I'm up late anyway. I might as well stay up to finish this game or whatever, right? So, dude, it's like the you know third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth quarter when I start watching, and dude, Russell Westbrook is putting on a clinic dude he's dancing
0: yeah yeah
1: like bro he 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 did like you you know the the between the legs like dribble move all this stuff like he he was cooking bro (laughs) like he had this nice dime all this man like pro like uh, prime rust like maybe not but like very, very, very productive. One of maybe
0: like the best Russes looked at as a, as a Laker.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like off the bench, he literally was like that spark plug for them. Every time he got into the lineup he just brought so much energy on both ends of the floor like I'm like yo who is this guy number 0 on the Lakers like I'm uh. who is
0: that guy with the
1: headband <laughs> <laughs> Headband Russ is a thing bro he needs to wear that headband every single time he he dresses up and plays for the Lakers like I don't want to see him without that headband bro like Dude, and then literally, it is so crazy. I'm watching the game, and I'm I'm just watching this guy, Ben Matherin, score buckets. Literally, transition layup over two defenders. <laughs> nothing, three pointer. Nothing. Water. Like he's hitting everything. Tyrese Halliburton is just dishing. Like he's prime John Stockton. Halliburton, bro. dude. What? Dude. What a guy 40, What was
0: it 40 assists Zero turnovers The last three games Like ah, Wild He's been averaging Over 10 assists He leads the league hurt. In assists Yeah
1: Leads the league bro Put some respect if On this man's name Only his third name. season He Bro I would say the Kings Messed up this trade But the Kings, Kings are, are doing so nice well kind of nice too Yeah
0: I think it's one of those trades That kind of worked for both people Cause <laughs> Fox I feel is like, like Having his best year I don't know if he would have been that good with Halliburton there too. Right. They got Sabonis who's working well with Fox. And then Halliburton's just like he got his own team and he's blossom.
1: Dude, and and the Pacers are young. Like
0: Can we talk about how the Pacers are 12 and 8, dude? Like
1: (laughs) Bro, it is insane. It is insane. Remember, they were like,
0: "This is definitely one of those teams that should trade like Turner, Heel, just tank for Wemby." Why? Why? But I mean, this is uh, Rick Carlisle. He's a winning. Co- we've seen he's he's a championship winning coach. They're like, "Well, good. We got Miles Turner. They got Turner. Uh, sorry, Heel, Halliburton. Now Ben Matherin's nice. They got like, a good, they got a, they got solid players,
1: dude." Rick Car- Carlisle. The only reason he left Dallas. Let's talk about it. Is because Luca was a crybaby. <laughs> Well let's say Luca did not
0: get along yeah. Yeah.
1: And and he's the type of coach that it needs like doesn't want to deal with like the big personality, which which I understand. Like there's a lot of coaches that, you know, succeed when their team doesn't have personalities and they're able to share the ball and do everything. But that's what this team is. Like Tyrese Halliburton is a is a pass first player. And you know, he has the right pieces. Like, dude, this is one of the best backcourts, young backcourts in the NBA.
0: Uh, Yeah, you we, we went to Halliburton and uh, Matherin, right? Yeah, tell,
1: tell me five young backcourts that are like 24 and younger that are better.
0: Yeah, you're not going to find it. This is in terms of young backcourt, yeah.
1: Like, I would put Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland on there, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray...
0: But I mean, they're they're all up there. Uh, but I just, Dame and Anthony's i mean, Dame's an old man Dame, now, yeah, but still, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, Dame is
1: still nice. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But I'm I'm In saying like, young, young backcourts. backcourts.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the youngest too, because like uh, Halliburton's on his third year and Matherin's a rookie. Like, dude, and uh, speaking up, Matherin can win like rookie of the year and sixth man. I mean, I think Paolo's gonna win rookie of the year, but yeah. I mean, Matherin can easily do it if Paolo gets an hurt injury or something. Dude,
1: and I like I like Matherin's mentality. He's like, <laughs> I saw a quote of his. He's like, he's Lebron's gonna have to show me that he's better yeah. than me. I was, like,
0: my dude's got no fear. I mean, he even said it like when he first got, got drafted, right? He's like, I'm the best player in the league. Like Lebron doesn't scare me. Like,
1: <laughs> bro, this, I like it. man. This is why like
0: Richard Jefferson loves his dude. Like on NBA Today, I mean, he's also from Arizona, like RJ. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he's yeah. always just talking about like how he loves Matherin
1: dude i get it i see the appeal it he, he's a he's a young guy with with swagger like and knows how to talk like and he can back it up bro like this man is legitimately a bucket like side note i bought nba 2k23 i've been doing my career yeah, uh, with as Matthew? a no no no, no 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 as a nets player oh uh, <laughs> and i'm oh pl- where you create your own player and put yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah and like i'm I'm playing the Pacers right now and bet, like, this is like the, the baseball series that we had where we played, uh, the Pacers back to back. Bro, Ben Matherin is giving me fits. (laughs) Scoring everything. Bro, he's rated an 81 on 2K.
0: As a rookie.
1: As a rookie.
0: Damn. Ronnie 2K. (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie 2K hooking it up.
1: Anyways. Um, but yeah, dude, like, if I'm Miles Turner, do I, Wanna get traded from the situation? Like, yo, you got two very good guards. You're they big that to can shoot.
0: Yeah, you don't have to compete for touches with Sabonis anymore. Like this is a I, I think the only reason if Miles Turner would want to get traded is he's about to become a free agent. Um uh, this this his contract is up, and it looks like the Pacers aren't gonna sign him to an extension just because Why not? I would, right? <laughs> what? See, the thing is, I think even he, Turner's not going to command a max. You extend him, and it's not like he's not going to have trade value later. Oh, no, he's twenty six years yeah. old, and we talk, bro. Turner is considered old for this team because he's in his eighth season. Because he was in the twenty fifteen draft, right? So, but eighth season, he was he came out as a freshman after a freshman. He's only twenty five, twenty six. But because of like the rest of the players on the Pacers, he's considered old.
1: Dude, his game is gonna age so well.
0: He makes threes. He's mobile. Like this is what the NBA is now, bro. And he and can play, he's, he blocks shots. Like that's what you need out of your bigs.
1: Yo, low key, they just need to they just need to treat one of these guys, probably Halliburton, like how they treat SGA over in Oklahoma City Thunder. Give him random
0: injuries. Yeah. Random days off. Plantar fasciitis <laughs> out for the rest of the game. But yo, can we talk
1: about SGA MVP for a quick sec? No, no, no. Let's, the, let's not get off topic. No,
0: no, no. But you're right. I, I mean, yeah. SGA, like, he's on a heater. The I just want to talk about... I'm glad, dude, that my Lakers suck. But the Clippers aren't, like, too much better because they're dealing with their own issues with, like, Kawhi. Their record is they're above 500. They're in the top four. But... We know what the Clippers are actually about. They want to win the championship. And Kawhi looks like he can't play more than three games in a row without an injury. Bro. Like, how do you expect Kawhi to get through the playoffs? But let's revisit that Paul George trade. We Everyone talks about all those picks. 2022, 2024, 2026. Unprotected first-round picks. Swaps in 23 and 25. But they also it traded away Gallo and SGA'd that trade. The funny part is... I, and as someone was talking about this, forget all those picks because the Clippers won't probably be like that bad to get like a number one pick, but you literally tank or you hope to like get a bad uh, record so you can draft a player like SGA. And the Clippers said them that they were, this is what the Thunder, man, like it sucks that Chet Holmgren's out, but I mean, they already got that dude in, Chet, uh, in SGA, sorry, they already have that guy. They just have to like build around him. Like, they, who cares about all these draft picks? If I'm the Thunder, to, like, screw it, man. Like, trade those picks to compliment SGA. He's that dude.
1: Yo, like the like the uh, the Rams GM once said, Fuck the picks, right? <laughs> F them picks, bro." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're absolutely right. Like, they they have their own kind of version of Wemby in in Chet Holmgren, right? Yeah. Like. I get it, Wemby is a generational player, but the play- the generational player before him was literally Chet Holmgren. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you have that guy. It, it sucks that he has an injury, but
0: he'll be he's back gonna, next year. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna
1: be back next year. And bro, like, all right, let's say let's say realistically this run stops and you know they revert back to the norm, like the Utah Jazz, for example. Um, but. If that happens, like, bro, like, you're still going to have a pretty high pick and a pretty good draft. This is uh, supposed to be a very decent draft. Like, you're still going to get a very good piece coming back to you. Like, SGA is on the perfect timeline. Oklahoma City is on the rise, just like the Pacers, I feel
0: like. Same. I mean, dude, so the Thunder... You're, uh, they've taken a little bit of a fall. They're eight and thirteen now. Still better than Lakers, but <laughs> <laughs> they uh, SGA's only starting that max extension, so he's only in his fifth year. He's only twenty three. SGA, this dude. I mean, you, at some point, right? I get what the Thunder Sam Pressy's doing. He's just trying to acquire more and more picks. Um, and I think he has enough picks now. That's how much? How long are you going to keep tanking? Like SGA, like. He's got. he's gonna want to start like winning soon right like he's patient like he signed it he got his money but I mean if you have that guy like you gotta build around him
1: dude and and that's what I feel like a lot of teams don't realize like for example you know to our original topic the Lakers right like you have those two first round picks they're super valuable like look at the stage of where your team is you know you have LeBron at age 38 you have Russell Westbrook off the bench who is starting to find his comfort zone right Anthony Davis has been putting up monster numbers and no one seems to be giving him the respect he deserves for for this stretch that LeBron has been out Anthony Davis has been on a tear bro
0: he what yeah yeah like he, that's what pissed me off about monday night ad only had two shots at the fourth like come on dude like
1: dude this is where, where we need you to take yeah, over ad you're, you're
0: that dude when bronze out but when he comes back you still got to be that dude like
1: that that's what i'm saying so like yo even if the deal doesn't include ross or if it does include ross whatever the situation is dude boss family what you doing like Think, trade them picks, bro. Yeah,
0: I think they're just waiting on, like, a star. But just, I I, th- I
1: mean, I think December 15th is yeah, going to be a key they're, they're, date they're for they're them. They're waiting
0: on them, but here's the thing, right? Uh, we lived through, like, as a Lakers fan, we lived through this where, and, like, after Kobe retired, we were drafting high in the draft every year. Like, mm-hmm. d number two. Brandon Ingram, number two. Lonzo Ball, number two. Like, we were drafting, like, high we had three straight number two picks Hmm. and yeah, they were building up like, like Ingram is that dude now. And D'Lo, I mean, he was, we thought he was that dude. He kind of took a step back. Um, Lonzo was coming up, but then he got hurt with the bulls. But what I'm trying to say is like those picks. Yeah. You might get some good players, but by the time they get good, you're waiting another five years, like four or five years down the line before they're really making an impact with winning. Right. Whereas like right now you have those people and you're in a market like L.A., like, we got so many stars really through free agency and trades, right? Like, mm. Braun came in free agency. Like, AD was a trade before going back. Like, Shaq was like free agency. Like, Kobe, we got, we Draft night trade. Draft, but it was like a draft night trade, exactly. And then, like, really, though, guys, even going back to Kareem, we traded for, Magic was really the only one where we, like, drafted. And mm. that's the thing, man. Like, screw them picks. Like, even if you can improve the team now, like you got Beverly expiring contract, Kendrick non-expiring contract, help out Braun and AD. And yeah, you might have, you might end up giving up a high pick and in, in 27 and 29. Like, but those for that high pick to develop, it'll take them some time. Like help out the team now. I think that's what's kind of frustrating yeah, for Lakers yeah. fans. Dude,
1: who knows? Who knows? SGA could be like, yo, I'm going to play in a bigger market. I think I'm a star.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, the Lakers have that advantage that middle mar- or uh, small market teams don't where players. Like you might still get players through free agency, whereas like small market teams, will that'll never happen.
1: Right. And, you know, I think to go back to your point about a certain Lakers draftee that has not panned out so well in D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with his situation. And you saw when he was on a rising nets team, he was doing well. You know, the vibes were very good in Brooklyn back then. Yeah, it's his all-star season. His <laughs> all-star season, bro. And, you know, then he goes to the Warriors and he does this little thing with Steph while Clay is out and all this. And, bro, the Warriors literally, I mean, Wiseman didn't really pan out, but in theory, they, they looking back at it now, they... Bro, that was a heist of a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got Andrew Wiggins and that pick that turned into James Wiseman, which unfortunately has no, not. No,
0: no, no. So the Wiseman, I think it was this one, was the pick that turned into uh, Kaminga. Ah, I
1: see, I it see. It was the year
0: after Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, But okay. still, I mean, they still got Kaminga out of it. Like, who- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they
1: got a, t- they got a, a pretty high pick. I mean, let's and, just talk about and like.
0: their like best defensive player in the finals. Forget the pick. The fact that, like, Wiggins for D'Lo now looks like absolute
1: garbage, bro. <laughs> absolute garbage. Considering
0: what the Warriors have turned Wiggins into.
1: <laughs> Nuts, man. And then on top of that, like, the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. I know that they're trying to make a, you know, A-Rod is trying to make a, his own imprint on the team and all the stuff. But this Rudy Gobert thing looks really bad, bro. Really bad. And... I like what we my assessment of this in the off season was that Minnesota was gonna be good in the regular season, great in the regular season, but the playoffs is where it's really gonna come out, like if they're gonna be tested. And you look at it now, they're struggling mightily in the in the in the regular season, bro. Like I said, we're we're a quarter of the way through. Yeah. Things are starting to take into shape, man. It's and wild,
0: right? Like you're—it's already a quarter of because twenty games is a quarter of the way. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, Cat uh, literally got injured—non-contact yeah. injury. Like, Ant showed up looking like a mini Zion.
0: <laughs> let us I mean, let's talk about that. So, Cat injury—I think everyone's fear was like it could have been Achilles non-contact grab, cap strain out four to six weeks. So now in a season where they're already ten and eleven, cats now out four to six weeks. Todd, I'm gonna have to ask you, like, are the Timberwolves? Do they are they like royally screwed from this trade?
1: Dude, there it is not looking good, bro. It is not looking good, man. I I have a friend who's a T-Wolves fan, and
0: they're wolves fans around here.
1: <laughs> it's so random. I still don't understand it. He's also a Vikings fan, so he's true Minnesota. I don't know. Is he from there? No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's one thing I'll never understand, bro. Like, like you being a Lakers fan, aside from the Lakers being good, Lakers man,
0: fans are everywhere, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that
1: is true. Like, LA is a big market. I get it, but yeah. like, bro, Minnesota, yeah. like,
0: at least no one can call him a front runner.
1: <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. true. But anyway, yeah. What?
0: What? The, where do the Wolves go from here? Cats have forty six weeks. It, I mean, they don't have their first round pick. Like, no, I don't know if they don't have it this year because I think they deferred those picks. Like into 25, 27, 29, but what, what, are, what are the Wolves' options? I mean, they're all in with this Gobert trade at some point. You just have to consider trading Cat to recover some of those picks. I think the bet that the Wolves made was, even if this trade doesn't work out that great, we could always like trade Cat. Or no, they thought that Cat and Edwards are still young. It's not going to be like that Nets trade that Danny Ainge swindled. I think mm-hmm. Ainge has done it again. 100%. Swindle, swindle the team But uh, I think that what the Wolves were hoping Was that Cat and Edwards are younger mm-hmm. And they're not like older players Like Garnett and Pierce Like when they did that net straight That they could still like give up those picks And still, they should be a competitive team with those guys But the chemistry is just off On and off court <laughs>
1: Dude and I don't get it Like There's a par- There's apparent spacing issues But it's like cat is the greatest shooting big man of all time. Self, self-proclaimed. self-proclaimed. <laughs> I get Rudy Gobert is not a spacer, but in theory the rest of your squad is. Delo just isn't playing to the potential.
0: Delo's, I mean, yeah. It,
1: and it, it, and when Delo came here, bro, don't forget, he, he D'Lo paid, he, wanted to come D-Lo, here because him and Cat are boys. Yeah, him and Cat are boys. It's not like
0: Jalen Hurts and AJ
1: Brown, which is going great by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, D'Lo wanted to be traded to Minnesota because him, yeah, Cat really wanted him. These guys are boys, and I mean, D'Lo about to be a free agent. What do you do there? Like, do you extend him?
1: <laughs> Bro, you go back to the Jazz and trade D'Lo for Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, and, Ooh,
0: or maybe get Malik Beasley back. Yeah, or, I don't. They give up. I still can't. They gave up all those picks and Beasley and Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt. Like, what were they
1: thinking? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Danny Ainge is a lot like our mutual friend Kyle <laughs> in his in his trade demands.
0: <laughs> Except the uh, you didn't give in that one time he asked for <laughs> he asked for Justin Jefferson and Tim Connolly and the Wolves did. <laughs> I mean, oh, speaking man. of like horrible trades, can we talk about one that's still like ongoing? The Bulls trade for Vucevic that oh. happened at the 2021 trade deadline. So, that trade was Nikola Vucevic to the Bulls. The Bulls gave up Wendell Carter. They gave up two first-round picks. So, one was in 2021 that became Franz Wagner. And then their, their 2023 pick is also the Magic's. It's top four protected. So, first of all, I think a lot of people are already like, I'd rather have Wendell Carter than Vucevic, right? <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> On top of that, they gave up uh, the pick that turned into Franz Wagner, who looks amazing, by the way. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, dude, so the Bulls are 9-11. and They're the 12th seed. They're kind of at a pivot point, right? Because Lonzo, who knows if he's ever going to come back. Do you, like, stick with this team? You fight it out. Try to make the playoffs. And yeah, your first round pick will go to the Magic, but it won't be like a high pick. Or in a draft with Scoot Henderson and Wenbayama, you just tank to the bottom. You like trade like, uh, Bill Simmons proposed this today where he's like, you trade Vucevic and DeRozan to the Lakers for like Russ and those two first round picks. And, And then maybe like trade Levine to the Knicks, get like some picks from them. And then at that point, you're on like basically a tank and hope to get a top four pick and you can get maybe Wemby or Scoot Henderson. Or do you just like stick it out with this team? What would you do? That is
1: a very, very interesting proposition. That is a very interesting proposition. First off, let me take a step back because I want to credit these teams for trying, right? Bro, last year, the Chicago Bulls, they started off I thought they were good. I thought they were going to be a top four team and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They
0: would have if Lonzo and Caruso didn't get hurt last year. That, that was like the perfect like date. Everything was insane. DeRozan the best year of his life. Levine was hot. Like Lousovic was still nice.
1: Like, dude, credit the Bulls, credit the Wolves for trying. I mean, at least the Bulls. You saw glimpses of of what looked like a very very promising situation. You know, it has not looked like that with the Wolves. And which is why maybe the way we talk about it, the narrative is a little bit different. But with the Bulls last year, man, like I want to credit them for trying because it actually worked on top of that.
0: Yeah, they hired the right coach doing Billy Donovan. He looked like the like a good coach for that team.
1: And they had the pieces in play, bro. They had a great defense. Caruso and Lonzo Ball were playing at a very high level on both ends of the floor lonzo could it is like the perfect point guard to you know jump start an offense you had you know patrick williams off the bench who like was their barometer for success and you know he's still a young player he's yeah. still someone that they have I think he's
0: only he was in that yeah he's only in his third year he's still on his rookie
1: deal dude like you saw you saw glimpses of what it could be. De- uh, DeRozan was hitting three like uh you know one-legged <laughs> yeah. three-pointer, game-winning buzzer beaters like yeah. like things were going really well, man, and it's unfortunate that that they you know that it's come to this and it looks the way that it does. A lot of it is circumstances outside of their control like no one knew that Lonzo's injury was going to be this bad and this prolonged. Lingering,
0: yeah. It just, like, it just seems like a, a knee injury that's not going to go away anytime soon.
1: But dude, that is an excellent proposition. I, at this point, looking at my team, looking at what I've given up, which now looks bad in, in this time last year, it didn't look bad at all, you know? But, you know, things change over a year. I would really really sit down and think about that with my front office because you're right there are great prospects in this draft you can trade away pieces and get decent return the Knicks have all their picks they're they're dying for a star uh Levine in uh, he, he knows uh Thibodeau's system from from his time in Minnesota and not Chicago no, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, he yeah. was Min-
0: with them for a year, yeah.
1: He's familiar with the with Thibodeau's system. Like, that, that is a good situation. You can get, bro.
0: Maybe get, like, top in and quickly, like, a couple of young players, get some picks. Bro, you can. Because I think the difficult part is, like, when you get stuck in the middle, right? Like, you either want to be, like, I feel like the NBA is now, like, you either want to be shitty and hope to get a pick. Right. Or you want to, like, you want to be all, like, you got to be all in. Like, yeah. you got to trade your picks to get, like, be all in. And you're near the top because that middle, like the middle ground, I feel like it's the toughest place to be because like, yeah, you'll make the playoffs as a seven seed, eight seed. You get knocked out in the first round, but you were too good to get like a good draft pick. So you can't improve the team. Chances are like in free agency, you're not going to get the guys you want. Yeah. And it's like, what's really market team? Like that's literally what you're looking at. Yeah. And it's like, what's the avenue for improvement? Because like when you're a veteran team that's in the middle, right? I feel like that's the worst place to be. That's why the jazz blew it up. Maybe have worked out for them for the better, but if you're a young team that's in the middle, you're like, okay, there's room for improvement because as our guys get better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Bulls, like Levine, DeRozan, vucic they're all like veterans, and like Levine's already having knee problems. He just signed this like max contract. DeRozan, like, and Vooch, Vooch, is like on the downhill. Like DeRozan's like he's still solid, but he's like in his like mid the or like early to mid thirties too. Bro, bro.
1: If I'm the Lakers, I'm salivating at that trade, man. If if I can do Russ playing Sarah, at yeah. this level... Yeah, Bill Simmons
0: I, like, proposed it on his pod, and I was like, wait, I would jump on that.
1: Dude, two
0: first-round picks, you give me... You, you, that, this is who you do two first-round picks. If you're going to get... The, especially the Lakers unprotected 27-29, yeah. bro,
1: you want those. Yeah,
0: So and for the Lakers, I mean, Vooch and DeRozan aren't going to be like... If they're your primary guys... It's whatever, but... but dude, LeBron if, if and DeRozan, shooting? No, if DeRozan is your number three, and Booch is your number four, you could have a lineup of, like, Schroeder, DeRozan, Braun, Davis, and Vucic. That's very interesting. I mean, that team can compete, right? Like, and Bro, LeBron... Gi- if LeBron needs nights off, like, all right, DeRozan's like, all right, cool, I got it.
1: Bro, give me... Give me uh, Kobe White, too.
0: Just throw him in. You yeah. You're not doing anything yeah. with him. He's Co- a young Kobe guy. Kobe White's the uh, guard. No, no, no. Rather, th- can you please give us Caruso back? Because we fucked that up. <laughs> we need a Caruso reunion! Although we, Austin Reeves is probably the new Caruso with that, that white guy yeah. who energizes the crowd.
1: <laughs> Yo, I would do that.
0: I, I would too. I, I was like,
1: I mean, because bo- Caruso is young is is not young enough to be part of their long term plans, but he's not old enough to be like the leader of the team. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean, dude. I I mean, th- this trade, Vucevic can play the five. You know, AD doesn't like playing the five. Like, right? Everything is every. Although Vuce is trash on defense. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 well, that's where you hope playing next to AD, he could cover up some of the yeah yeah, yeah mistakes, yeah. but. I mean, at that point, yeah, like... I would jump on that trade. I think the Bulls may say no, but who knows? I mean, if they want to just tank it and... (coughs) Sorry. And they get the two first-round picks.
1: Bro. uh, I mean, dude, if I'm like...
0: So you think that overall, like, you would rather just tank as the Bulls? Or would you want to be that middle-market, like, middle-of-the-pack competing team?
1: I think at this point, man... uh, Like a lot you could rally you could rally but i think i think it's better to start from scratch like billy donovan knows what starting from scratch is he's 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 been there before yeah so you know i think you start from because the team you have right now bro they're not gonna beat Boston, they're not gonna beat Milwaukee. No,
0: they got no shot. If they even play, if gonna...
1: they come back healthy, yeah. Even if everyone's a hundred percent, that team is still not beating Milwaukee.
0: No Boston. way. They come they come into the in the first round playoffs against one of them, they're max five games, they're out.
1: That's what I'm saying. So it's like, what are you doing this for? For like first round playoff revenue? Like five five games? No, man. I don't know. I I just think those picks, 27-29, are super valuable. Russell Westbrook can still fill the
0: seats in Chicago. Um And he's on an expiring contract, right? So the Bulls they're gonna clear up their cap sheet and really just start over. But if they could somehow keep that top four pick this year, then they're they I think their protections change. Like it becomes a second round pick or something. Mm. So then like they're done with like what picks they owe. They get some of the Lakers picks, maybe some of the picks that the Knicks have. That's what you need to rebuild,
1: dude. The Knicks, the Knicks would do that trade too. I know the Knicks.
0: The Knicks are dying for a star, and they missed out on Mitchell. I think they would like Levine, bro. And him, him and Levine too. Him, mean, he'll get to play with Jalen Brunson. They got Randall, Mitchell Robinson. They got some pieces too.
1: I think. I think that's a very, very beneficial situation for for all parties involved, including the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. I think. I think if you can sneak in four or five first round picks between those two guys or the core of your team and get some decent young players back in return bro lakers throwing austin reeves get alex caruso back <laughs> yeah why not
0: i mean i i like kobe white he can, he's a shooter we definitely need some shooting yeah dude yeah i think overall like till like december 15th i think teams are like standing pat because you can't trade the free agents that you signed this offseason, and i think a lot of teams are like right now we're a quarter of the way in maybe in another two weeks we are like 25 26 games in um almost at that 30 game mark and so that's when i think really the trade market's gonna pick up and teams are gonna decide like should we keep going or should we really start that tank to uh, to get Wemby?
1: (laughs) yo man uh and i think being a quarter of the way through we've we've seen some very good basketball so far a lot of parity and a lot of uncertainty right outside of Milwaukee and Boston in, in the East, you know, the West is wide open. I have no idea who's going to be the top seed. In
0: yeah. The west. Phoenix is number one, but I mean, we saw what happened to Phoenix in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm
1: saying. So I think it's an exciting time. And I think this is we're what 52 minutes in, this has probably been our longest pod. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it always happens We're like, yo, it's probably be like 30 minutes. Like we talk <laughs> a little bit about the Nets, a little bit about the Lakers. And then, I mean, there's just the NBA is like, just so there's so many storylines. We didn't even get to like talk about bull bull today, like, oh. and, and we, we, we talked we just talked about the nets and some maybe didn't hit too much on the magic, but. The Magic, even, like, the Magic, the, I think the nice part about the NBA now is even shitty teams, like, there's, like, guys you want to watch, like, the Magic got a horrible record, but you're like, yo, like, Paolo's kind of nice, like, bull, bull, like, Franz Wagner, like. <laughs> Dude,
1: that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. So, for the Nets to,
0: to get a win over that young team
1: that's fun to watch,
0: yeah it's a great
1: win. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't have
0: it both ways. You can't be like, yo, you lost to, like, a shitty team, but then when they, like, beat a shitty team, you're just like, oh, like, you are supposed to do it, like. They beat you. Beat who's on your schedule,
1: <laughs> bro? And Bobo, that's a bucket, <laughs> bro. Even his dad, I saw a clip this Manu- morning. Manute <laughs> Bull as a Sixer, bro.
0: But uh, Bobo came up it. and dribbled and then like pulled up for three like a guard. Like I was like, he's doing this at seven two,
1: bro. He looks like he could break <laughs> any limb on any given play,
0: man. Next year, Bobo versus Wemby, or what about if they're on the same team? <laughs>
1: Yo, that would be wild. That would be wild. But yo, man, this has been fun. Yes, Let's, sir. uh, bro, we gotta do, we, we gotta Let's be um, on the hoop collective. We, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> aim for a couple.
0: No, dude, you, we see what's happened to Wendy. He's getting burnt down. <laughs> <laughs> he <even says> it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but next week, we'll definitely gotta hit on your, um, Barkley Center experience, the Nets Celtics game. For sure. And then, um, we'll get to it. That's it for this pod. Till next time signing off i want to thank our producer sandeep without him this podcast would not be possible if you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us please follow us on instagram and twitter at bsjpod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com thanks for tuning in